Hello, hello, hello. Hey everyone, what's going on? You are listening to the Playing On Podcast. My name is Carl Markowski, and thank you for joining me once again. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Dr. Paintball, drpaintball.com. If you head there, you can find all kinds of used gear, new gear, uh, paintball info, and we are teaming up, Dr. Paintball and the Playing On Podcast. And if you buy anything off of uh, drpaintball.com, they will throw in a free gift. And what is cool about Dr. Paintball is that they will help finance any of the gear on the site for you. So if, uh, if you're looking at a new marker for the new season, they can help you achieve that. So I thought that was pretty cool. So a big thank you to Dr. Paintball. Uh, oh, you might need a promo code for Dr. Paintball. It's PLAYON, P-L-A-O-N. PLAYON, put that in at checkout at drpaintball.com, drpaintball.com, and get your free gift. So that's just for all the Playing On Podcast listeners. Uh, we are also brought to you by Charm City Paintball, who I've been working with, and we have the pack bands out. Uh, if you get a hold of me on, um, on all of the online platforms, I have pack bands available, and if you head over to uh, Dr. Paintball on Facebook or Instagram, he has all of the headgear that he's made, the um, the headbands, the head wraps, all kinds of stuff. Uh, but check him out, Charm City Paintball. Pretty cool stuff, all high quality. Um, everything's low run, so it's it's all limited runs too. So so it's very 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 cool. Uh, we are also brought to you by Carbon Paintball where we have the base layer that is out which I wear the tops and the bottoms um, there is also a uh, an SC pack that is out the uh, the CC pack so the SC pack is the one that you actually has the uh, the pump that conforms to your back uh, and the CC does not but it's same straps same uh, same well I guess there's no straps in there because it's all it's, it's strapless but uh, all the uh, the same materials it just doesn't have doesn't have the pump in it but we also have new products out the whole CC line gloves pants uh, jerseys uh, but then also we have the thermal pods that actually change color when they get too hot so uh, if you guys have any questions about that or your team is interested in uh, in representing carbon uh, which we are always willing to help teams out and uh, and represent teams uh, you can get a hold of me at Carl at carbon paintball com and uh, if you guys just go online and you go to the website carbonpaypal.com if you type in the cap if you type in the promo code capital TPOP at checkout you will get 10% off your entire order so that is very cool so either way get a hold of me use the promo code and get yourself some carbon gear and uh, we are also brought to you by planet Eclipse and the cool thing about planet Eclipse is they've been around forever but they've been making the coolest markers on the planet. And I've been mentioning this in uh, the, the latest podcasts that I've had, and it's the GMAC. It's, well, it's the, it's the mechanical frame for the GTEC that uh, I've been seeing all over the place. I've been, you know, I've been seeing people use them in uh, mechanical tournaments. Just random paintball, period, they've been using them. Um, but along with that, I mean, they have excellent and uh, above the above the awesome mark 
on the on the on the marker scale are the planet eclipse markers check them out i've been shooting them for years uh, this past year, I've shot the uh, the LVR, the limited series LV1 um, marker, and it's been amazing. It's it's it shot it's it's shot lights out the entire year, and I couldn't be happier. I can't wait to see what they come out with next year, and uh, so I get my little hands on it and uh, shoot it for next year. So thank you to Planet Eclipse and all of our sponsors for this uh, for this episode. Uh, getting into this episode, it's it's kind of something that. Uh, that Mark and I have done throughout the uh, throughout the season is kind of do a, uh, a World Cup recap. I've been wanting to do this a little bit closer to the end of uh, of the event that we had this past World Cup, uh, but with busy schedules and life itself, I haven't really been able been able to get out and uh, and get a hold of Mark and actually get together and sit down. Just because he's local, I, I really don't. I, I like the face-to-face conversation. Honestly, I would like to have the face-to-face face-to-face conversation with every single person that I interview. I feel like the the atmosphere is better, and the the, the connection is better, and the conversation itself. But um, you know, it is what it is. I'm not made of money, and I live in Ohio, and everybody else lives everywhere else. <laughs> so. Uh, but uh, this episode is uh, with Mark Schulte and myself talking about World Cup and all other kind of paintball topics. All right, here it goes. Enjoy. What's happening? <laughs> I feel like it's been forever since we uh, did a an event recap. It has been forever. What are we about? What did we say? I just said a month past yeah. the World Cup. We're a little late. We're delayed. A little late. That's okay. I mean, as long as we get it out, right? Yeah. Better late than never. Better late than never. So a lot of stuff. Unless you're talking about your wife being pregnant. <laughs> Lost. A lot of stuff has been happening. Uh, and has happened. You know, actually, one thing that I haven't really heard is too many roster switches, like r- like guys being added or or taken from rosters, or which is surprising because I just saw a thing the other day. The NXL was like eighty nine days till like the first tournament last week or something. It's not. It, I mean, it's the first weekend in March. <laughs> it's not that far. Do you it's think less you, than ninety days. Do you think the season's too long? As far as the length that it spans or the number of events? The length that it spans. Because I think there should be more events. But but my whole reasoning behind that is because I feel like if you're going to have a season that is from the beginning of March until the beginning of November, there should be more than five events in a season. But do you think they space them out that way on purpose to make it financially capable for these teams that fund themselves? Like, you know, it's easy for a, it's easy for a team that that somebody bankrolls with a million dollar budget to, yeah, we're gonna play all five of these and we're gonna go over to Europe and play five of these. Play the NXL Europe. Yeah, play NXL Europe. But at the same time, I don't know. I think that's why they're spaced out. To try to space them out is to, you know to make it easier on you know financially on these teams because it's very expensive endeavor. I mean, I probably so 
pushing two thousand dollars into World Cup with practice and everything else. Yeah. See, and they're also, you know, I guess they're also giving people time in between the events for the double practices on the on the two weekends and and everything like that. But I don't know. I I just feel like I wish I wish there were more events. I like I kind of go back to when there was uh, the NPPL, NPPL and the PSP, and you were playing just all kinds of crazy events. There's a lot more sponsorship money then, and people were able to, you know, teams were had more money to, you know, to be able to justify and play like that though. Like you could play both series, and you know, a lot of teams did it. Like they played both. Yeah, I was talking to uh, shout out to Mike Bruno. He told me to give him a shout out, but I was talking to Bruno. right before we came down here and he was like oh yeah you know back in the day you know he was he was playing for incentives that he would he would get more guns or whatever it would be but that was also a very well taken care of team back yeah. then i mean it's just like when when i first got on excessive i could walk up to the jt booth at the time as long as i was wearing my excessive gear that i was initially given if i needed anything i can Say, hey, I play for excessive. Can I get that or that or that or that? Well, what do you want? I was like, well, I need this. And I, well, here, just take, you know, take all this. And they hand me a box full of stuff. But now it's like, you know, it's very uh, not much like that anymore. But, I mean, I can go to GI and get a lens if I needed to or anything like that. Or if my pack is ripped or anything. But, um, uh, but it's not just a pile of stuff. Yeah, here you go. Here's more. Here's more. Like, oh, I need that yeah. too. Like, here we go. The purse strings are a lot tighter. Than yeah. they, than they used well, some to of these be. teams got they wear a New Jersey every event. I swear, we got multiple New <laughs> AC Dallas every wears event. a New Jersey uh, about every event. I think I think Impact wears a New Jersey every event. I've had the same jersey the entire season. Yeah, <laughs> and to make to put that into correlation, when you think about. I mean, you can't even compare the amount of money like involved between like this and like NFL football. But I watched an interesting documentary about the equipment managers and the people that are behind the logistics of an NFL football team. Mm-hmm. And the guys in they will the equipment managers will bring a new pair of cleats for every player to the game. And those players usually start the game with a new pair of cleats. Some don't for superstitious reasons, or they don't like the way a new pair feels. Sure. And they will, they'll in their player bag will bring like a a practice used pair of cleats. Hockey players do the same things. So like in the NHL, very very common to start the game with a brand new stick and then have like a fresh, lightly used one to back it up. Like I, that's what I would do 100%. Like a lot of people don't understand that, but hockey sticks whip out. Like the more you play with them. Every time you flex a grab, like You're a grab degrading a stick, stick. You, you break down its ability to snap back to where it was. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you if you a perfect world and you're, you know, an, an athlete like that in the NHL, like, you're going to have that. Like, in the, it's not like, it's different in, you see these guys with, like, new paintball guns. There's no advantage to having, like, a new paintball gun. I'd rather have an old paintball gun. My, I mean, I, I'm, I'm a big believer, and I think they break in as the season yeah. goes on. My M2 with 70,000 shots on it shot absolutely phenomenal compared to the way that it shot you know on day one i think mine broke into forty thousand. Ooh, i could be completely lying because i think last time i checked it was only like 28 isn't it crazy that if we went to m4 pod everybody's guns would be that low or lower Hmm? would it maybe would help the resale market do you think that's gonna kick off i don't know if it's gonna it's not going to but i wish it would because it's i don't know yeah 
I think it like like our like our ten man finals game at World Cup. Like it's just stupid. Like you just go and sit in zones and just spray paint, and then everybody's out of paint, but nobody wants to move, and a, a game goes ten minutes and goes to the time. Like that's just dumb. So, but what's Not the fun. what's the what is the fun part of ten man? Is it like just the atmosphere of the ten man? Is it the you know I don't know. Because I, I I obviously don't like shooting a bunch of paint either. I like that there's just so many people to shoot, and it's exciting. I like when there's people watching. That's so. like a double-edged sword, though. There's like so many people that you get to shoot at. They're shooting at you, though, too. <laughs> but it's like there's a lot of people shooting at you. But then it's also kind of like long. It's like yeah, talking about our ten man. It's like that's one of the reasons why I wasn't able to play the, our finals match. Our finals game is because, you know, the game before us went to time, and now yeah. that's another ten minutes, and then we got to play another whatever ten minutes, and then there's this, and there's that, and there's this, because everybody's, you know, nobody has to move. Everybody can just shoot as much pain as you want, and there's ten people on the field. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, I like ten man. It's fun, but it's also has that feeling of. Oh my God! Between games, you got a half hour, forty-five minutes in between games. And that, I don't like that. I don't. That's the part I don't like. Like I wish you could. I wish they could. There was a way to like speed that up. And I don't know how you do it unless you bracket it. Or I mean, it's no different playing five man, right? Mm-hmm. It's a game, and then you sit up there and wait. Or like the way seven man used to be, you go back to your little pit tent and you wait and wait and wait, and then you go to your field. But then there, you realize that they're fifty minutes behind. So then you go back and you wait some more because one field will be twenty minutes ahead in the MPPL, and then the other field was fifty minutes behind and. Yeah, it's just a mess, and I I just wish you could like you could play more, you know, like ten man, ten man's a blast, but ten minute games and oh, ten minute games are long. I think like I mean if I think about our finals game, like they didn't even move, they ran to their bunkers and just sat in zone, crossed up in zones and just shot their gun. They were like it's like they were playing for a tie almost. Speaking of, since I wasn't able to watch the finals match, what happened? I heard what happened, but you tell me and the papal world. So there was a, there was a what I would consider very controversial ref move uh, that involved me and I believe it was JJ and Mike from AfterShock. They, I nobody even shot at me. So who we who running to my bunker? Who'd you play? We play. We were playing against the trade my gun. I think it was, they had heat guys and trade oh, my gun right. guys. That's right. Yeah. So. Nobody even shoots at me. I run straight at this ref laying down. I shoot inside, shoot outside. Like, nobody even shooting at me. Kneel down, stand back up, look back inside. And there's a perfect, like, you just kneel on a paintball mark. Like, little tiny paintball-sized mark on my knee. The ref looks at me. He's watching me. Like, if he would have, if this would have hit me, he would have been. Ran over to you. He would have ran over to me and called me out. Mm -hmm. But nobody's even shooting there. And to shoot at me, they would have shoot right over his head. He, I don't know who this ref was. I don't know anything about him. He runs up calls me out on it clearly like helen keller could have t- seen that this was not a hit right and pulls me out now where that so that's that's pushing it now where it gets sketchy is he runs by one of the aerosol guys to go grab a more forward guy and grab jj wearing his aftershock jersey and aerosol was the team that we were playing for yeah so he runs by one of the other guys to go make sure he pulls JJ going up toward the snake side and pulls him out on a minor 
which makes no sense because if he watched it strike me in the knee and I played on with it, it that's a major. So right there it got real sketchy. And then that same ref went from that position all the way. I'm up the middle mm-hmm. toward that. I was right before that crack pipe thing, they're calling it, the new bunkers. We'll probably get to that. And they, uh, he goes and he calls Mike out on just absolutely blatant bunker rub on his loader. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, you know, I'm not. I, I even told the head official, I was like, I understand everybody's got everybody's got friends and all this. I was like, but this was straight up like bullshit. So did Mike do one of those things where he doesn't touch his loader and he walks walks into the uh, the pit area and he ha- and he has you guys look at it yeah. and everything? And he goes, I was showing him on my knee. I was like, I was like, what? I was like, is that a hit? Is that a hit? Everyone on the sidelines is like, no, it's not a hit. No, it's not a hit. I was like, I know it's not a hit because nobody shot at me the entire game. I'm just like, it was just unbelievable. You know, I just, I guess, I was just disappointed in. It was, I mean... And because of all that, then what Then what happened? Did time run out? Time run out, yeah. They so, didn't play. They got, the ref gave them a three-body advantage, but they didn't push the field at all on it. So they didn't even know. Or, I mean, they, 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 they might have knew, but why but wouldn't they me, try to take advantage They pulled of me, JJ, and Mike, right off, like basically right off the bat, the seven guys. Were you guys all on the same side? Yeah, it was all on the snake side. I was up the middle, and then yeah. he ran all the way over and grabbed JJ out of the snake side and then got Mike in the snake corner because he was hobbling because he couldn't really run. His knee was hurting him. So if in to me, man, it was, it was the official 100% trying to influence the outcome of that game. Yeah. That's why I was so, I was hot. I come off of there and slammed my mask down. I was pissed. Throwing a little hissy. I threw, I threw a straight up hissy because it was not, <laughs> I mean, it's not right. It's bullshit. Yeah. And well, and the thing is you'll never know. Yeah. I knew. Well, I, I mean, I mean you, won't, you won't, you won't know for sure. Yeah, you know, you can always assume, but it, ass assume, ass assumedly. <laughs> so okay, so so you guys get three guys pulled on the on the penalties or whatever, and then time runs out. Does it matter? Because I'm not up to date on the rules of ten man. Does it matter how many guys are left on either side? No. It could be one on nine if the time runs out. That's right, because the last event before that, we played Distortion, or we played somebody, and... Um, it was Trey My Gun then, too. Yeah, and Chicago. then D- and Ronnie was in the corner and fought off, like, five of you guys. Yeah. But time ran out, even though we still had a body advantage. What was yeah, that for? Was that matter. one for first? That was to play second? for first. And then we played for third and won that. That's right, that's right. Yeah, I don't remember who we played, though. Fucking Ronnie Dizon. Fucking Ronnie Dizon. <laughs> I'm going to have him on the podcast hopefully here soon. He's in Russia right now. Jesus. Trying out for the Stanley. Legion? I don't know. He, I think he was over there with uh, Mishka. S- from. Uh, I think they snowboard over there. They, they have snow, They obviously. have mountains. But yeah, anyway, let's get cold. back. Let's, <laughs> so anyway, get, so time into, runs out. It goes into overtime, which according to the rules, I guess, in 10-man... Overtime is one-on-ones, two-minute one-on-ones on the 10-man field. You either shoot the other guy or hit the buzzer, either one. They should do it to where if it's overtime, take it to five minutes and five-on-five. Five. Yeah. And then – The if, one-on-one is, was stupid. Then if there's a tie again – see, you have to make it to where if the tie – there can't be – that's the thing. It's like you, you make it to where if you have more bodies alive at the end, I feel like you have the advantage. Like obviously you didn't shoot anybody, but the the objective isn't really to shoot everybody, right? It's to hit the buzzer. But then that, if that was the objective, then it would just make the game even worse. 
that it already is. Because then you just think of they just you'd sit back even more and just you'd never gunfight. There'd be no advantage to gunfighting. There'd be no advantage to nothing. I think you should play ten man with like, gotta hit the buzzer or you both get zero points. Negative points. Negative points. If you don't, yeah. Oh. Negative five for the buzzer, negative five to both teams if nobody gets the buzzer. We were just talking about this at uh, at work of talking about how we we both enjoyed the idea of the point system from MPPL, from the seven man, yeah. of where, you know, you got points if you had bodies alive, you got points if you had body shot, you had points if you pulled the flag, if you hung the flag. Yeah, first so, pull was like a 100-point system. First pull got you like 50 Hanging it got you something, mm-hmm. so there was an advantage to get to the to get to the flag, right? right? But I don't know. But anyway, back to the ten man overtime one on one. So, uh, we're kind of like doing the there. I don't know how they really did the decision, but the the trade my gun guys they went with uh they went with little Ronnie Dizon, which strategically, I mean, he's a small target. He's fast, right? Great paintball player. That's mm-hmm. a good. That's a good choice. So we go with our secret weapon, JJ Williams. He raises his hand in the circle. Yeah, he goes, <laughs> "Put me in, coach." And we just we had faith in JJ. He's a good one-on-one player. He is a good one-on-one. Honestly, player. like I I was doing, and you were there, and yeah, you, he was whooping your ass. Yeah, he was kicking my ass in one-on-ones. Yeah. I was coming back. It was still like six to three. <laughs> it wasn't he that you bad. Up. It wasn't yeah. that bad. I was coming back, but no, no, no. He's a he's a really good one on one player, and um, and what I heard, at least before I heard the whole story, when I heard that he was going to play the one on one, I was like, okay, yeah, JJ for sure. Yeah. I, I I don't see. We're gonna go JJ, then we're gonna go LJ. That was, I mean, there you go. If we had to go to the next one, I would have went last. Yeah, I wouldn't have went. So what happened? They it's it started. They got like. JJ did a little stealthy thing where he laid down so like Ronnie couldn't see where he was. And the night of the last second, he popped up at the start box, and they both took off to the Dorito side together, which had a bunch of bunkers. It's probably the smart way to go. And they both took off to the Dorito side together, just kind of shooting, and they are kind of just both like trading paint, like spraying paint. Like it wasn't even like really like to a bunker yet. It wasn't really a gunfight. It was kind of just – It wasn't even really a gunfight. It was like a no. corner to a corner kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, and then it was just like pop, right? and there went JJ. There's a great photo of it. Af- the after the aftermath of yeah. it, yeah. He's just like, <laughs> that's life. That's the way it goes. It is. Can't I win mean, them all. Win or lose. Win or learn. I would never be mad. Win or learn. Yeah, I would never be mad at him. Made a good choice. It's, yeah. He was a good choice to go out there. Yeah, try to get it done. Did better than I would have done. Um, also, speaking of ten man on the new fields or on the uh, ten man field was the new bunkers. The new bunkers were out there. What do you think? And they were pretty sweet. Yeah. I was playing them. I was running to them on the break. Up at like the 40, and then I'd go around there. I was just chopping the snake up from it. And then I think it was interesting because it's not like – I think on a on a five-man field, it's not going to be the kind of thing. You can spread them out, do whatever, but it's not going to be the kind of bunker that you're just guaranteed to get to. Mm-hmm. Like the wall is like straight red carpet. You just run right there. But the – like we talked about that. I don't think in a national event I got shot going to the wall ever this year. I'm pretty sure. I did. I got shot with guys going like running straight through like once I got there, but I don't think I ever got shot going to the wall. I, the I think I got, I got caught a couple times um, through the windows, just I think from guys stepping out and then over yeah. to it. That's what I'm saying about and the it's offset. Like first ball kind of thing. The offset uh, W changes the, how those window shots are, and you can it really can change. And then if you get a taller guy on the other end, he shoots back and gets can drop the balls through the window like right on you. 
So what do you think is going to change with these uh, these new bunkers now? I mean, obviously there's there's no wall that's left, but um, do you think that it's going to do you think it's going to slow the game down? Probably, yeah. Because I think, well, it's going to change the game because you're not going to have this like power bunker in the center of the field, and you're going to have. I mean, they're going to be good bunkers. Like they were great bunkers in the on the ten man field. Like I shoot the snake, I shoot across field. Like that's also the ten man field. Yeah. It's very. I mean, I think it's gonna. It opens up. Like I love that ten man field. Like the the one that we played the open on because it was. I mean, it was wide open. It's ten guys, and you're staring across the field at ten other guys. Mm-hmm. Like you can see the whole dead box. And I hope they they do a lot of that. Like I mean, you can put a bunker in the middle, but I like when you're running out and they're running. Like there's there's guys running everywhere, and there's, you can they, see they that shoot. all of them turn and yeah. uh, start shooting and everything. Yeah, you can like put some sort of like. You know, you can you can get an idea to keep track of, like ten man, you lose you lose bodies. There's nothing you can do. Right. Like, you can't communicate the position of every single person. I go to my bunker. I try to communicate with the guy closest to me, letting him know. Like usually for me, like it was, I'd get into that four. I'd run straight to the forty on that ten man field, and I would shoot, be shooting at the snake side, shooting inside, communicating with the guy in the snake, mm-hmm. like what he sees across the field. That's about all I really have. And then it's like, well, then what do you even call the bunkers? Like, yeah. there's so many bunkers. I'm like, I don't know what to call these things. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I, we were talking about this too a little bit. Um, that I, I watched a video on YouTube of a lower divisional tournament with the new bunkers on the field, and I mean, even those guys were playing it fairly slow. Yeah, I mean, not not saying that they didn't know how to play the bunkers yet, but I mean, a bunker's a bunker, right? I mean, you're gonna they need to bring it back to, to learn how yeah, to play. They it. need to bring it back to where it forces people to like forces people to like be able to gunfight and have gun skills. Because I mean, there's some of these people just like sit in their bunker, they make these moves and like sit in their bunker. Like I seen these guys on the ten man field, like they're just shooting people out of their bunkers. Like they're not even. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, all they sit in their cross field and you put them in and then they just sit there and then they'll try to come out again and like you just shoot them. Like I don't. You know who I was impressed by that was playing with us at ten man was Harrison Fry. Yeah, he's I thought, a good player. He's I thought cool he dude. was making some decent moves down that D side. Um, he and, and as far as making decent moves is he was shooting and moving, shooting and moving, shooting and moving when yeah, he needed to, right? Gotta just go. Yeah. He never seemed like he was very content at staying at a spot and shooting a bunch of paint in a lane because he could. I don't even like doing that. It's boring. I used to like doing that when I was fat. Now I'm just tall and fast, so it's more fun. I mean, sometimes it's needed. But it doesn't mean yeah. you have to enjoy it. Some, but some guys do. Some guys like this whole nostalgia of just shooting and looking cool as they're shooting their gun. I like shooting people. That's yes. like in the one on Saturday because I didn't, I didn't have to play on Saturday because we went advanced straight to Sun D two and semi pro went straight to Sunday. Yeah. So there's no Saturday. So I played on amateur the amateur ten man for AAF. The first point I played over there, I shot five guys out of the snake. I was in the snake corner and I shot five guys, and we uh. still lost. I don't not sure how the math works on that, but Oh yeah, I mean it did. It'll figure its way out. There's a that was a heartbreaking loss. <sighs> and then of course on Sunday when we had to play the our first playoff round for that, it decided to rain all over us and If you awful. had the secret weapon it might have worked. Yeah. I will ha- eventually have the secret weapon. Hopefully, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Someday there will be a secret weapon for that. <laughs> <laughs> and you can take it on the field. What? Maybe. Maybe. So, that was ten man. Oh yeah. How did you guys do in uh, in divisional? I believe you can pick that up if you want. We 
I believe we took sixth place. We lost our second match on Sunday to NRG Elite, who ended up winning the tournament. Did you guys make it into Sunday convincingly? Mm, I wouldn't say convincingly. I mean, what do I? We went went three and one. Yeah. I mean, we had a we had a bad start, but I think we played we played well. We definitely played well on what was it Friday? Yeah. You, so you guys Friday. played on Thursday. Played Thursday and Friday. Yeah, we played we played well on Thursday. We had to just figure it out. I don't know. So why is it? Why is it always you guys start a day or early at World Cup? Is it because there's so there's many teams? There's so many teams. Yeah. There's. I mean, you just need so many fields. I mean, it's just not enough. Yeah. There's just not enough room to get everything going. But then, like, we didn't even play on Saturday because you had so many five man games and so many D three and D four X ball. Like, they took like thirty two teams in D four X ball into Sunday and into Saturday. Oh, yeah. yeah. Top thirty two. Then, you know, top 16, then quarterfinals. Mm-hmm. So, it took a lot of teams. So, that's why D2 and semi-pro, you don't have that many teams. You had 40 teams in D2. They took 16. No, took 12, I think. Top two from each bracket. Yeah, I, uh, I, I wish we could have had a better event. I wish I could have had a better event. I just I, – well, I didn't feel – and I, I think I was telling you this even before I got to the event that I just felt off. That I just didn't feel – something fell off for me. I mean, I didn't practice the first weekend in Chicago, basically. I didn't yeah. I didn't even get to play. I was having that foot issue. So I basically just watched, and then I practiced the next weekend, but we didn't really have a – we had DZ All-Stars came out and played with us on Saturday, and then we kind of threw together some squads to run 5v5s on Sunday mm-hmm. in terrible weather both days. It's just yeah. – that's the nature of Midwest paintball, though. Well, and I'm not trying to throw any excuses out. I just – it was just – I had a weird – I just my, – my body felt weird. My mind was weird. I don't know if it was pressure or – I don't even say it was pressure. Like, I mean, I go to every event like it's – like it's every event, you know? Yeah. Like I've been doing this for I've, a while. For me, I mean, I've had events this year where I was – where I didn't feel like I was as on, but like for me at World Cup, like – what for the points I did play in X ball and then in ten man too, I was just like my gun was just on. Like I was shooting people. Like when they yeah. were, when there was guys to be shot, I was shooting them. That's just we had like complete opposite days. I feel because like I would come to you and be like, dude, I just didn't. It's not on today. And you'd be like, I was doing great. <laughs> yeah, it's like I couldn't fucking miss. I was just shooting like it was just stupid. Yeah, like and that's how I felt. Like yeah, I mean, I had two good practices. The two practices that I had before the event, I thought went really well. But for some reason, just wasn't clicking for me at the event. I don't know. I mean, I don't, that's what happens, though. But and but that was just World Cup. I mean, all the other events, I felt fine. I felt like you know it was just it was another event. And then this comes around, and of course World Cup. And uh, I don't know. It's hard to explain. It's really hard to explain. And I know other pro guys would be like, you know, it's all, you know, it's mental. People tell you this and that. This like I understand. Like I know that. I understand, but all is that. it really like I don't know? When you get to that level, like it's the same old same. I don't know. It's it's it. It gets very repetitive. I mean, you have to get into a mindset, right? I mean, yeah. you know, mindset, but it's not like it, there's it's it's not a fucking secret. Like they right? love they love to say like they'll be like oh playing in his first NFL game. Like I could see maybe that would like that would get to you if you were like a quarterback or something. You're out there kind of rough, but if you're if you're playing in your first NFL game as a D back, like yeah, the guys are gonna be fast, you know, and they're, you're gonna have to do your job. But then they're like, "Well, this stadium and blah blah blah." And I was like, "But you're in a stadium with seventy thousand people in it. This kid played at Ohio State, like he's used to playing in front of one hundred and ten. Mm-hmm. 
Like I don't know. Yeah, there's that too. I've been to I've been to NFL games and it's the 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 intensity and the energy at an NFL game from the fan base is not like it is when you go like I'm an Ohio State fan. Obviously, you go step into the horseshoe and Ohio State's playing Michigan in the horseshoe. I'm sure it's the same way at that school up north. Like, mm-hmm. it's you know it's it's totally different. You know, just like playing just like hockey. Like they talk about you know a team comes here and they play like back when Ohio. Uh, Back when Bowling Green State University were like going tonight, like when they used to play in the CCHA and like uh, Nebraska Omaha would come here. Now they have a Big Ten hockey conference, so they don't play them anymore. Nebraska Omaha has like a fifteen thousand seat arena <laughs> that a place that like dwarfs the Huntington Center, and they fill that place up. Yeah. So Columbus got the Schottenstein Center, but I mean they don't fill it up. Like, but what do you do on a December eighth night in Omaha, Nebraska? You go watch hockey. <laughs> Because yeah. there's nothing but cattle feed lots, and there's one sketchy Walmart. I've been there. Like that's it. Like it's, it's to a, that Walmart know, or Omaha. The Walmart in <laughs> Omaha. <laughs> and uh, you probably been there, didn't you? Didn't they had an NXL or they had an MPBL event there? Yeah, we won it in Omaha. Yeah. Uh, no, there was wasn't a it in uh, Omaha. No, it was a PSP event. Was it a PSP event? I don't remember mm-hmm. which one it was. Yeah, we won it with uh, Avalanche. And uh, they, but. Yes, like I mean, the, like those kids. By the time like by the time like a kid ends up at that level, like you're used to it. I mean, think about it. You get you go from watching semi pro paintball to then they you know people people watch the semi pro and then they go up and you go to the play at the pro. I mean, don't get me wrong. You think that the when little Colt steps out on that NXL field and there's a million people chanting his name and like there's you know tons of people watching. You think it doesn't get to him a little bit? It gets ten years old. Yeah, it gets to him mm-hmm. a little bit. Still play like a little beast. and He's gonna play pro someday. Well, everybody everybody has that inexperience in that 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 time before you actually know what it's like yeah and then once you know what it's like you know what it's like yeah and then you're you know and it's when yeah you you it's that was a did you see that that was <laughs> straight puma reaction i was just like i think you had your eyes closed when you did i that might too. have i just i sensed it going and i grabbed it oh <laughs> but yeah i know exactly what you're talking about because it's it's you know, you, you don't know the feeling until you're there, and then once you're there, you know the feeling. Yeah. And I, I think all the guys that play for Aftershock know that feeling now, what it's like to play on the pro field, you mm-hmm. know. And, um, you know, well, you know, going back to the semi-pro teams, how many semi-pro teams, and I'm asking this because I genuinely don't know, but how many of the semi-pro teams play pro teams or have the opportunity to play pro teams? Because I – I'm pretty sure DMG does. I would like, yeah, they practice. They practice at that Capital Edge. Yeah, at Dave Bainsfield. They practice Impact. I mean, at probably every event. And you can't tell me that's that. That is not an advantage. That's 100% beneficial. Yeah, 100% beneficial. And Dave Baines is their coach, right? Is he mm, their coach? I probably not. I thought he was. Maybe he just funds the team. I don't know. I know they play at his field. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, Capital Edge and play Impact. Yeah, and play Impact. Yeah, I that. think they played. Didn't they play Impact um, on the World Cup layout? Yeah, there was a video. Yeah, I'm sure they play them every layout. Like, I mean, it's no different than than Shock Semi Pro Team. I mean, look at. I mean, they did well this event. They're right on the. They are right on the cusp of like, you know, being the next. I mean, next the next year would be big for them. Like, yeah. I got a good feeling about it. Or you look at DZ All Stars. Like, they're a great team, great group of guys. Like. We, I love practicing against them because we've we've kind of had, like, shoddy practices all year, I feel like. I wish I knew more about them. I feel like being so from you Ohio. you Josh Lemon on here. Yes. He'll tell you all about it. I need to. He's I need dude. to drive him over. <laughs> yeah. Have a, have a face-to-face. He totally would. 
They're out of Cleveland, right? Because they have a sleepover. Or yeah. he lives yeah. in Akron. So I think like half of them are in Pittsburgh. Half of them are like, I don't know about half. I don't know. Josh is from Akron. But they, they play a drop zone? Yeah. And that's what, like two and a half from here? Not even two and a half. No? And it's an easy drive because it's right down the turnpike. You literally, that's like 10 minutes off the turnpike. We went there that one day, remember? I think I was sleeping. Probably. Some of it. That would make sense. <laughs> but no, but that was fun. That was, that was real fun. Yeah, they got a good field over there. Dan bought that field. I think it was like the start of this year, and I mean, they got they got a good setup. So, is there an indoor facility over there somewhere? No, there's nothing. We have like no. I mean, you have so indoor. I know Action, whatever, up by the airport, Detroit. They have like a little tiny indoor. Mm-hmm. Joe has. It's not regulation. Joe and Tony and Galeri, uh, Lone Wolf Paintball. They have Lone Wolf Paintball. Lone Wolf Paintball. They have. Uh, they have an indoor. It's not. I know he just. They just bought a new bunker set for their outdoor and moved their old their their nice outdoor bunkers in, into their indoor. Their white and red outdoor ones that they had. They're doing well. Yeah, they do real well. They're doing they well a, with their YouTube. They got a too. great business. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mark makes sweet videos, and they just put a lot. I mean, get good subscribers, content, make a lot man. of content. Yeah, Let's make keep making content. And then you have uh, Chris Dixon. I think is his, yeah, Chris Dixon like, crew mm-hmm. and Flint. I mean, they have. I think his field is regulation or very close to it. If not, I mean, we practiced there before World Cup last year. It's just so tough with indoors, man. It, it's so tough to have a perfect indoor without such high overhead. Because the bunkers don't stay put. There's yeah, the bunkers you can complain stay, about every indoor. You got to find that. You got to find good lighting. You have to clean the field constantly. Uh, I remember there was a field in Chicago that ended up getting like black mold or some shit like underneath because what they would do is i think wash it the, yeah well, they go it? and they'd, they'd hose it down but then there's the drainage system was shit mm-hmm. so now it's just sitting there and it's just yeah if you wanted to do it right so i actually got to see i always wondered this because i was thinking about like like at like, like the field at level up really needs like pulled up regraded drainage put in i was wondering i was like how do they build these actual fields so like i got to see a field in construction when i was at the pro football hall of fame uh Two weeks ago, last week, for they're building my, it right behind it, right? Yeah. So my yeah. high school played in the my high school played in the Division Five state championship. I meant to ask you about that. How they do? They lost on a fumble in overtime. Oh. Yeah. Tough, tough, tough loss. Fum, fumbled on about the three yard line in overtime. To a loss, not good. No. But they were building these fields, and they actually so the field is dug out about four feet, and there's a there's like these large dome shaped drainage tubes that lay down the length of the field and to create airspace and then they fill it with rock and then fill in and then put the turf and everything over top of that setup so that's what the so like that limestone and these tubes that create these big air pockets allow it to drain and dry out like extremely fast kind of the same kind of concept yeah taller more arched though and I was like, oh, that makes sense. Because that's how like that field, you could just rain and rain and rain on. It doesn't hold any water. Mm-hmm. Same with, like, if you think about Fifth Third Field, you know, what did AJ tell us? It's 14 feet below the river. That's why there's three ginormous pumps that we get to work on yep. there to drain that. But it could just pour down rain, and the water's just gone. Like, it just drains away. Because if it's built right from the get-go, even in outdoor, that's the thing I like about turfed outdoor. So no matter what, it's at most, it's just wet. It's not muddy. And in the Midwest, that's important. Like, we mm-hmm. – I mean, our World Cup practice, at, like, it sucked. Like, the weather was crap, you know. Well, that's what's tough is is it's expensive. 
Yeah. So you have so not only getting the turf is expensive, but then also doing all that drainage. Oh, put it if you wanted to put in that proper drainage, like 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 that, where it'd be awesome. Like you could play on that field night and day, every day, mm-hmm. and never worry about the wet. Like nobody would ever be like, "Was well, it going to be too muddy?" Nope, it's perfect. Yeah, like it doesn't matter. It could be pouring down rain; it's ready to play. You, if you want to play in the rain, you can play, and because I do it in football. Mm-hmm. But the, I mean, that would just be extravagantly expensive to to excavate that and then you know lay all them components down that'd be ridiculous you wouldn't be able to do it unless you were a well-established field and made tons of money and i just don't think we have that in the midwest like southern california is a different story but they also don't worry about it in southern california because drainage isn't really an issue and it's no Mm -hmm. different than going to a field in phoenix like the ground's already flat just lay lay turf on it yeah look at look at texas that people get me wrong they get heat right i mean they have to worry about the heat which sucks but at least you get all year round. Yeah. When they're practicing for World Cup sunny and the first event of the year, they're in, I mean, they're in like prime weather. They did get, I saw on Facebook, one of my friends I went to high school with, though, they did get snow in Houston yesterday. I saw Colt Roberts posted something and it was like, it's crazy. <laughs> Think about white. I was when, like, whenever they had the PSP is event. He visiting in, somewhere? When they had the PSP Galveston, event. Or no, not Galveston. When they had it in Dallas. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah, yeah I remember bad. that. And then the, they had a Dallas one that was, that was snow and everything. But then Galveston. Normally it's mud. Yeah. Lately. We actually, knock on wood, this year was perfect. Like, when you think about it, it rained in Atlantic City and for a day, a touch in World Cup. A little bit crappy in Atlantic City. But this was, yeah, this year wasn't too bad. But this year was, every other event was perfect. Mm-hmm. World Cup as a whole was, I mean, was pretty much perfect. Weather was not, wasn't too hot. Yeah, it was, was just nice. right. I didn't even get like I didn't even really get like a sunburn. Besides but I didn't me really hang like out of the shit, field. It either. was nice. <laughs> I kind of just played or went home. Like I don't know. I was yeah. just there to play. I don't, I wish I would have had a little bit more time, like, because I had my podcast stuff there. I, I kind of yeah. wish we had. It would have went better, I guess. I I should say it would have went better if we had a morning session play. Yeah, and then I got to do the podcasts live from the field. The rest you've done effect. it all day afterwards, because that's when everybody, like you said, that's when it's busy and everybody's there too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then and then there's already people, you know, filing in because in the in the mornings, um, it's just people coming to play. That's yeah. it. Yeah, and then so. it starts getting busy. Like that's when you play in them like afternoon games. It's cool. Like especially on like the ten man, there's tons of people watching. I was like, I'm playing the snake side because there's people, there's spectators <laughs> on that side. Yeah, there was a good crowd watching 10-man. Yeah, nobody gives a shit about the guys on the Dorito side. The guys in the pits aren't watching you play. I mean, they are kind of. And there's, like, there's that, that's that cool aspect, like, the environment of, like, the 10-man. You know, like, if somebody gets shot or makes a cool move, like, there's always, like, people, like, like Lull, yeah, the crowd. ooh, yeah, yeah. Like, like, happy about it. Like, even on the even from the pit side. Like, that doesn't happen in 5-man. Like, you don't really get that. Mm-hmm. Like, So, speaking of, uh, of pits, did you see on the pro field how they had the pits at the end? Mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty neat. So, I mean, obviously that was because of the way that they did the double bleachers to create a lot of stands. But do you like that better? Like, does it – I mean, that really impedes kind of your way of, like, watching the other – even really, like – like, for that instance, like, it really makes it hard on the coach to kind of see Well, the they had end. that area where they can – I think they had the area in front of the bleachers to walk up and down. When oh, the point started. That. Yeah, so when the point started – they could walk in front of the bleachers on the one side, snake side maybe. It would have been the snake side, but yeah. the far side. Yeah, so you can walk from front. Walk. I don't know how far if you only go half or whatever, but yeah. yeah. 
It was a nice setup. I mean, I had the VIP, like the the club level VIP or whatever, which was the nice, like the center court, which they never, I don't even think they really differentiated. There was just like three VIPs on the other side. And then it was, I don't know, it seemed like a really nice setup. Like I, I hung out in there and got just in the shade, watched some points and watched the games. And mm-hmm. I saw you, I, I got to see the live action where you jumped over the ref and Thomas and. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I got to see that live. That's pretty cool. I, I I probably should say it again that Thomas did not shoot me. He missed. Oh, man. Can't Thomas miss. missed. And you then I got miss. shot in the butthole by the guy in the corner. You can't miss those. No. I had a Shot in the butthole. Like, kind of like when you shot. Didn't you shoot Ozzy in the butthole running past him in the snake? Didn't you get in 10 man? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I wasn't there. shot him in the back of the head. I wasn't there for that because I was play. I was playing my – we had two, two matches on Sunday morning. We played our first mm-hmm. match at one and then played NRG and – I wasn't over there yet. I come over here, and I, the first story Oz tells me is that you ran him down in the snake and shot him in the ass or something. Yeah, so I forget who told me, but I was, like, playing inside the snake, and then I had I had assumed, again, uh, made a mistake, assumed that Oz was shot because somebody was yelling, Carl, the knuckle right in front of you. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck, right in front of me? So I stand up. Saucy. I stand up to go inside, and right when I stand up, I see a guy right in front of me because I didn't hear Oz or anything talking or anything because he was just sitting posted. That's what he does. He's and ready, I get up and I go, kill. bop, and I take one shot and it shoots him right in like the side of the head or like the ear or something. And I immediately knew that it was him after I shot him, <laughs> and I kind of stopped and stood in the middle as I got shot, and I was like, oh my god. That was like a, we were when we were playing on the one with the Millennium M's in it. I went I went like up the middle and over, and I was on the I was in the fifty Dorito on the inside of the wall in the yeah. snake, and I was like and I could feel I was like in there and I could feel the wall moving from the other side, and I'm like, somebody's over there, and I just went, Oz, and he and he, and he just responds and he's like his little Brazilian accent, <laughs> <laughs> like yes, yes, <laughs> and I knew it was him, so I knew it was nobody <laughs> fucking with me. <laughs> <laughs> you had to be sure on that one. Yeah. Which, I, yeah, I should have been so, sure. So I knew it was him. I got into that little Dorito and just trashed their entire Dorito side. Because, uh. no, and like, it was like a fortress, too. There, you would, if you if you got shot out of that, like, you were just being stupid because there was, <laughs> like, no, it was like the way it sat, like, there was no way to get shot. Mm-hmm. You were just golden. Yeah, it was fun. I mean, the, the atmosphere is cool. I just hate that it made you walk forever and ever and ever. You know how many people I heard complain about that? It's just crazy. And that we made the same complaints last year, every event. Just having to walk so far through the... So how do you fix that? A player entrance that lets the players get to the divisional field. So you don't faster. have to walk through the vendor area? Yeah, because I don't well, they obviously need do to it for walk. a reason, though. Yeah. I mean... But how you can't tell me that the players come in there... Like I come there, I want to play my games, right? So I take everything. I don't even bring my gear bag in there. I strip it down, everything down to a backpack. Get dressed in the parking lot, down to a backpack because I got to walk all the way. I was in the far. I was the second. I was playing on the farthest field away that you possibly could have. So was it possible from the parking lot to have an opening for the players' field? It could have been hundred percent. Yeah, was past the mounds field over there somewhere. Yeah, hundred percent. You could have done it. But and it's just all. It's just all in the planning. You could. It can be done. Mm-hmm. But they don't want you to. They want you to walk through this whole vendor area. It's like I'm not on my way to my matches. I'm not going to stop and buy me like a pair of pants. Like I'm just not. What if you need a pair of pants? Then I'd come and get a pair of pants. But I'm not going to do it like when I I don't know like when I'm playing. Like I right. I, would, I, I would already I come there to play my games. Then I'll come back on. Like I did you not want a go. Choice. I went into one vendor booth at 
World Cup, and that was carbon, and that's because my stuff was in the back of it, and like I'd get waters and stuff, and they're my friends. Yeah, and carbon's cool. And the carbon's cool. Other than that, I did not go into any vendor booths. I did not look at anything. I take that back. I did go into the dye booth for a second because Oz was in there working. I said, I don't Does know. he work for them? Yeah. I I mean, he's a, he's a sales rep. Wow. I don't know exactly. I don't know what that entails, but I'm pretty sure he's like like a, the rep for – like you'd have reps here that cover regions. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure he's like, a, like South America or a, an area of South America. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not exactly sure. He definitely was in there, like, working with a dye shirt on. So every guy who's in the dye booth that has a dye shirt on works for dye. I'm going to start wearing a dye shirt and go into the <laughs> Smart Parts booth. <laughs> you should you should uh, wear a dye shirt at and, the next event. And go post if you up go, next to Yasser in the Lux booth. If you go, you should wear a, sh- wear a shirt of that booth, of that sponsor or company or whatever, and start asking people if they, you can help them out in any way. Just mess with them? Yeah. In somebody else's How you guys doing? Can I help you out? Are you, yeah. Are you, do, you want to look at anything? Do you want to? You got to go to like the Planet Eclipse booth wearing a dye shirt and ask them if they need any help. <laughs> so you thinking about getting a CS1 today? <laughs> got running great deals on this new colorway. I hate, that's, I hate that. new. They even see that new word, colorway. That's like Everybody likes using that now. Colorway? For like the 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 coloration of the gun like in this in seven new exciting colorways i see like lux and all these different companies like use colorway i'm like how about colors colored well Scheme. i guess maybe they're saying colorway because it's not all one solid color now if it was if you got a black gun a red gun a silver gun and uh a blue gun then it comes in nine exciting, exciting colors new, or new colorways four or three exciting colors whatever you want but new ways of color now that they're doing Okay, it has a red body, and then it also has orange Ooh. eye covers. Yeah, and a salt dispenser it's in the back cap. It has Q-tips built into the grip. Yeah, so you can pull them out and clean your eyes. Remember uh, when Bob Long put four eyes in a paintball gun? There should be six. I think so. Let you know that the breach is clear. Let you know the breach is half full, and then let you know the breach is full. I would like Planet, for me... Like, I would like to see, because I know Lux already has, like, the speaker in there. And the M2 has one, too, doesn't it? I mean, it, it like, beeps or doesn't it talk? stuff. Or beeps? I don't mind. You have the Evoke, though, in the ear. I never got oh, mine. I, was, I yeah. still owed that from 2017. <laughs> I would like, every time I shot a paintball, I would like my gun to go, pew. Could be done. Or pew. What if we went down to that five? That would kind of get annoying. Thinking what if we went that. down to five point five balls a second? Then it'd just be like. What if we all just shot GMAX? I'm down. Oh, I'm down, dude. I'm so down. Koopa loop. Koopa loop. The GMAX would be really cool, and that's a cool. That's a cool idea that you can just drop that on a, you know, a spool valve because it's just a three way and it just controls where mm-hmm. the air goes. A solenoid does the exact same thing. Just Can't short stroke it. And there's this whole it, there's but... this whole nostalgia thing happening right now of autocockers and well I guess it's always kind of been around but I've never been I don't know I've never been into them I've never been into the different colorways <laughs> or or just so many colorways the uh, the autococker my bad the autococker itself like I've never been into it it just hasn't been like they're not for me they're not fun to shoot they're kind of a pain in the ass to shoot and they're heavy and bulky and just yeah. not I don't know. I had an autococker, 2001 right feed. I was like... You just wanted to do your sound. That's the noise it used to make. (laughs) Did you shoot that fast? 
Yeah, probably. I had the die swing trigger on it. Oh. Mm. Mm. I was I was die back then too. Yeah. Who knows for 2018? Anything's possible. You think die's gonna come out with an autococker? No. They're coming out with a with a tri a tri valve, like an angel, <laughs> tri tube. <laughs> pop it what's their new marker dsr dsr that's it it's pretty sweet the day i got to try it out it was like 30 degrees out so it wasn't ideal but so what's the big difference between that and the m2 it's got a different bolt engine i don't think there's not not a whole lot you get a whole lot of difference instead of so i believe it's all batteries in the front grip so it's built more like kind of like the concept of a cs1 where the air is not going all the way up to the like an hpr in the front grip like it does on an m2 now is that main is that main uh, grip as thick as the CS1? Mm, probably not as thick, but it's 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 thicker. It's got a different feel. I mean, it definitely has a different feel, and it feels good. That's one of the reasons why I like shoot. I mean, and, you know, the LV series. I think they shoot awesome, but that's one of the reasons why I still like it is because it has that slimmer grip to it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter for you because you have these giant. I like banana my hands. CS1. I like the I like the LV one. I like the M2. The M2 ergonomically, I love the feel of it. Like, I mean, Die does not make a bad product. No, they shoot good, and everybody they look always... great. I, that still boggles my mind that on PB Nation, how or anywhere that I see, how cheap they go or how how quickly they lose their. Uh, yeah, I mean the M2 six hundred dollar gun all day long. M2 with MOS Air. And what is their uh, retail? Thirteen ninety five MSRP. So they um, they pretty much get cut over half. Yeah. People that try to post them up for 750 get flamed on the internet. Really? Yeah. There's it's just the way it is. Why can they not hold their value? I don't know. And then look at the DSR. They release it for $900 and then on Black Friday they're selling it for $700. <laughs> so now that's a gun that's like like no different than a Shocker. I saw I saw Shockers online this morning for uh 320 guys selling them for 325 like like new. Used you, the $800 gun. Do you retail. think the used market is affecting the new market? Hmm, probably not. Because there's plenty of people that want to, like, I mean, and you want to think, like, the, you know these people, like, I always said to have the newest, like, fanciest paintball gun, and they right. don't care what it is. Like, a prime example, like, I, I snowmobile. And snowmobiling is, like, that's, like, the that's like the big money version of trading in your paintball gun. Mm-hmm. Like, you buy a $14,000 sled that you ride for there are guys that will buy a $14,000 sled, ride it for a year and then trade it in for like $8200. Makes yeah. no sense to me. Yeah. It's stupid. My 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 sled, I've this will be the third this will be the third uh, three seasons I've will have, have ridden it. It's probably yeah. worth like 6000 bucks. 6500 bucks. I'm debating on whether or not I want to keep that LVR or not, keep as in like use next year. Like if that's what I would just get another one. But I don't think they make – I think the LVRs were limited. Well, the they? LVRs were limited. You have to get an LV 1.5. And yours is one of one. I do like mine a lot. But you could sell it and get something else. That's what I would do. Or I could get with Aesthetic again and make another one of one. Of one. Something crazy. Crazy. Or I can go with Vintage and have them mill it all out and everything. That's what I would do. Even though, like on an LVR, there's not a whole lot to mill left. No, that's no, that pretty, thing's uh, as bare bones as you can that's get. That's pretty slim. It's a good gun, though. Definitely shoots good. Yeah, I like it. I haven't had any issues. I didn't, I was gonna play with it, but then I was like, eh. 
that'd throw me all off because remember that day i shot it at badlands and i was like shooting the sky with it and it's like it's so weird it feels all feels so different it's like, kung, 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 kung. It's like oh it's like you know it's it's like shooting hot and then you walk onto the field you shoot hot and you go gun and somebody hands you something that's two times as short or two times as long and you're like mm. that's like brent he makes all of those airsoft guy aerosol guys the the semi-pro guys all the same, rig. same exact rig 68 ninjas same low spire threes cs1s makes them all shoot the same rig you know what bruno was trying to push on us is all of us wear the same headgear and goggles and lenses I like it from the standpoint of it could help throw the other team off. But they, the other team knows. Like, like we we play this team. Like we're like we had this team. We scouted them. Like we had we did we did pretty well scouting. But we knew like when this kid in the brown beanie came on the field, he was going to the Dorito side of the W. And sure shit, every time he'd go to the Dorito side of the W. Well, the the thing is too is like you walk by. If he would change his headgear, we would have not known that. It's just some kid. Ah. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing, like, with me, like, playing against the guys I've been playing for, or against, for years. If you're doing the crossing route, they know, like, where you have to go to the other end. Yeah, I pretty much know. As far as playing style, as far as the gate that they have and their walk and everything, I mean, I can, like, if Montressor's out there, I know when he's out there, right? If he walks out to the start box from their side, they don't even cross. You can see him walking? I know it's Tim. You can see him walking. Yeah. That's no different. Like I know it's see, Sam. They see, they see you. They like, they see you. They see Nick walk out there. Like some, maybe some of your other guys. They see LJ because he barely. He, LJ's got to jump to shoot over an Aztec. Like you know, like you can are just, you a heightist? You just, no, I'm not. Are you a heightist because you're six nine? No, I put him on my shoulders and he's like twice Dude, as tall. I saw a video today of this kid. I don't know if it was high school or what it was, but this this kid, tall black kid, was like seven nine. That's monster. And he was dunking the basketball on like his tiptoes. You pretty much could. I barely have it's to jump ridiculous, to dunk a basketball. I, I mean, can I can stand basically lock need with and basically just jump with my calves and dunk and one handed go up and like dunk a volleyball. It's nothing. Just smash the rim to pieces. Oh yeah. I got twenty seven inch vertical. You can't you can't check anybody or hip check anybody in hockey, can you? No, it's old farts league. I'd kill people. Can you gently move people out of the way? Oh yeah, there's certain people that I'll check, like like the guys that I used to play with and stuff, like mm-hmm. the, the people that are more my like age and skill level. Like we'll totally like like do the little rub out into the boards or whatever. Did you give a little little cross check to the lower back? Sometimes. <laughs> well, hack right to. <laughs> Right to the back of the leg. Just Do you ah. notice that that they're? Have you been watching a lot of hockey this year? No, because I don't get it on my television. Is it a color TV? It is colored. Why is it got to be colored? Are you racist? <laughs> you just said you didn't get it on your TV. I so don't. I just assumed you had like an, an old tube TV. I do. I have an antenna TV. No, I have a really nice sixty-five-inch smart TV. But I have. Oh, does it have rabbit ears? I just have rabbit ears. On, Apple, do you have them on top Apple of the TV? TV? No, they're in the window better reception because <laughs> i got brick do you ever get alien calls coming in no i haven't recently now the last one was weird so do you I believe in aliens it. yeah extraterrestrial life there has to be just the sheer magnitude of our universe tells you that there has to be intelligent life out there somewhere how about this do you believe that aliens have visited our planet i would think so yeah yeah 
because there has to be intelligent life out there. Whether it's more intelligent than us, just the odds say that there has to be, right? And it has to, it could be totally be more intelligent than us. If it's not, and it's the same intelligence, then probably not. But you don't know how long that a, a human race, like Homo sapien-like creature could be living on another planet very similar to ours but it could have been there twice as long mm-hmm. so maybe it's twice as evolved maybe it's twice smart maybe it died died off like we're probably gonna do but you know just destroyed their planet and maybe then developed the technology like right now we're working on the technology to just be able to inhabit a new planet because we're destroying this one do you want to do you want to go to mars i'll go to mars really yeah what's in what's at mars cooler temperatures yeah. sand a bunch of rovers water Apparently, in the form of ice. I don't know, man. I haven't looked into it too much. You can make oxygen with that. You could create an atmosphere. It has enough gravity to create an atmosphere. You think it's stable enough, though? Hmm, probably. I'm down to give it a shot. I think before, like, I think in our lifetime, you will see humans on Mars. Really? Yeah. 100%. Inhabiting Mars or on tripping Mars. to Mars? Yeah, we will have day landed, tripping to Mars. Yeah, landed people on Mars. Right now, the the holdback is not necessarily getting them there. It's it's or bringing them home. It's physically them being able to handle the trip because it's a long. I mean, a long ride just stuck in a tube. Yeah, how long is that ride? I don't know what they said. That's long, though. It'd be like an 18-month mission or something like that, I think it said. They're back? I think so, yeah. Pass. Yeah, I don't know. Just, I, mean, I don't know. Supersonic, though. That'd be cool. We could just, like... There's new new jetliners coming out that fly New York to, New York to like, London in, like, sub-four hours. Do you... I always think about Concord-esque. this. concord Do you think that... We are ever we're ever gonna throw the Earth's the Earth off of its axis or off its gravitational pull to the Sun by inhabiting more of the Earth by reproducing more to no because physics physics say that that doesn't that that wouldn't happen but could we do other things that would that would that, I mean can we do things that that affect the the climate sure like so what is being put into that. all of these. We're drawing all this oil from the earth. Mm-hmm. What is filling that void? To an extent, nothing. See, that's what I'm worried. I'm, I feel like we're honeycombing the earth. You could be. And it just collapse. And see, that's what I'm like. But you're drilling so you're so deep. That's the thing. It's such a structure. It's like a think about a cave. So deep. Does Mammoth Cave collapse? No. There's salt mines have. under Lake Erie, like. They don't collapse. What's at the bottom of Lake Erie? A lot of mud and sand, rocks, old ships, some ships, probably some some artificial reefs where they've sunk like like barges and stuff. Walleye, perch, zebra mussels. Ooh, we have a lot of those. Gobies, smallmouth bass. How'd we get on this subject? I don't know. (laughs) Talk about the Earth being thrown (laughs) off and. Uh, what else around. did we want to talk about paintball-wise? There was about new, World new products. You talked about new products. We talked about a little the bit. DSR, you got the, the, the GMAC frame, which is sweet. And then you have the new GI is selling the – it's just a GTEC 160R kind of labeled GI for them. Version. 
yeah, GI version. I think it comes with a comes with a barrel kit. Comes with you know comes with a nice case, a couple different things. But it's just a 160R, and it's through a partnership with Planet Eclipse. It's not like they didn't even. It's not like they were trying to hide it and be like, this is not a GTAC. Like it's straight up like it's a GTAC. Mm-hmm. It's like it's basically a private label GTAC. Is all it is for GI, which is fine. I mean, I love I love seeing companies work together like that in the industry. Like I love how like Vulcan offers this the the Vulcan Player Program, and then I know like the or uh, GI does it like the all in or whatever where you can mm-hmm. get like you can shoot like we can shoot Vulcan paint but have die guns and die loaders and you know have a different package like they'll set you up with die they'll set you up with Planet Eclipse they'll set you up with you know whoever do you think there should be more paint companies a more variety of paint companies because what is there there's GI we have GI you have, H- e- you have HK and and so GI, HK, and Vulcan, Vulcan are the three that can sell at the NXL events. And GI is, is evil. They have evil or five, four or, star, five star. They bring you three options to the event. So, but you only have three companies to choose from. Well, APX, that's HK. Is it? Well, APX makes the paint for HK. I'm almost positive. Don't quote me on that. Pretty sure. They're the manufacturer that's making the HK paint. I think Almost there should be more than. I think there should be more of a variety of paint. Vulcan offers you one thing at the event, which is fine because it always works well. It's always good. The paint. Yeah. Little curly Q on Thursday, our paint was a little sketchy. Didn't you have a hiccup at the, uh, the trailer too? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> a disagreement. They um, they failed to understand. I get here at the same time every day, the guy told me. And I said, I understand that. But the NXL moved the schedule up an hour because the sun is up an hour earlier because of the time change. So when game the first games were at 8 o'clock and he got there at 7, that's fine. I get here at the same time every day. So when you showed up at 7, there people you're, you had teams that had games at 7 mm-hmm. because of the time change now. Because that's when the light was. Yeah. And then when we were told, if you don't like it, you can go shoot somebody else's fucking paint. That was pretty tacky. Nice. I was I was uh, I was a little disappointed in that. Classy. Yeah. So, what it is what it is. Like, I ain't going to sugarcoat it. Like it pissed me off. I told a lot of people about it, so. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's all you can do. It's the same thing. It's just like with anything, right? It's like you you get a new product, you you tell a few people or, you know, usually if people ask, if you get something that you really like, if people ask, you say something good about it. You know, I enjoy it. You know, it's not like you're going around going yeah. You know, this is great, blah, blah, blah. But if you get something shitty, you will make sure that nobody else gets it because it's shitty. Yeah. they did. I read an interesting study a long time ago that said when if somebody has a great experience, they will tell one person. But if they have a terrible experience, they'll tell ten people. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's the truth. Like, it's ridiculous. I mean, you got you to think of that stuff. Like, you're here to serve – you're here, like, serving these people. And then that kind of customer service is just ridiculous. Like, don't tell somebody. Go shoot somebody else's fucking paint because I will. Like, well, and and that's the thing. It's not like he's a store. No. You know, he's a one. You know, you're a one time customer for the weekend. Yeah. At that point, every weekend. So though. if and, and you're a divisional player who he doesn't know and doesn't care about, who represents a field that shoots a lot of their products. Mm-hmm. But does he know? No, that guy doesn't. Probably he might though. But still, uh, I mean, it, I don't know. Just the way we were treated as a whole that day was ridiculous. You think he would just at least apologize and be like, my bad, dude. Time change. What do you need? Let me, let's get it going. Let's do yeah. it. 
yeah, give me paint. I don't have tickets. We'll get you paint. We'll get you tickets. Like, whatever. Because nobody's at the booth to give us tickets. So what's going on for next year? You playing paintball next year? I don't know. Probably... I'm on the fence. Why? I don't know. Just not really feeling it. Not feeling it? No. Because you were so geeked the whole season this year. I mean, uh, about paintball in general. Yeah, right? it's just one of those things. I don't know. It's was like, it was it your come, season? Or was it was it the I team? Come, I just come back to it. I don't know. I was like, I don't know if it's the team. Like, I don't know. I'm just I just kind of come back to it, and then it's like, I don't know. And then I got like potential move to Buffalo soon, and mm-hmm. that changes a lot of things. Just a lot but, of stuff on your plate. Yeah, a lot of stuff more important in life right now for me probably than than playing paintball again next year. Yeah, like I don't know. I gotta just. I have to think about it. But as of right now, I'm pretty set on I'm probably not playing. Yeah. Like 95%. But Anything it's just it's a lot of money. There's a lot of, a lot of time involved. A lot of money involved. Like, I got a lot. I got, just got a lot going on. And it's, you got to make decisions. Like, I, I quit before. was not, not, not quit. But I just, I stopped playing before just for a, I don't know. It was like a break. It was just time. Like I needed to do something different. And I come back to it. Like I liked it and enjoyed it. And yeah. like, don't get me wrong. Like we, what we do, take like four, four podiums and ten man. Like it's, I mean, it's fun. Mm-hmm. But if anything, I I dabble in just showing up to play some ten man. Mm. It's not a bad gig. Just ver- just get just eliminate the commitment. Just so much. I mean, just so much commitment for for nothing. You know, it's at the end of the day, it's kind of like you're looking at like, okay, well, I'm sinking all this money into this and all this money into this, and like where. So there's the thing too. It's like, you know, you're obviously competitive. Yeah. But what is your goal? I mean, it's not. It, obviously, you would like to play pro. Yeah, I want to win. But, I mean, are you making that decision where you know that you're probably not going to play pro and you just want to have fun at this point? Probably, yeah. Because one of those things, it's like, like. Not saying that First you would never all, not go pro. The, There's always a chance. I mean, yeah, I don't have know, the one. But, I don't. I don't probably don't have the time to dedicate or commit to. Like, I play on the layout weekends, and mm-hmm. like you can you can do that because like you've been playing for so long and have the experience level to be like, yeah, okay, so I'm gonna play on the layout weekends, and that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. We also live where we gotta travel to go to any field if it's not a layout weekend either way. And it's not like we family can too. Back door, yeah. 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 So for me, I'm gonna be like. Oh yeah, I want to like advance. I want to do this, but I want and I want to play on the layout. Like I, but I'm only gonna play on like the layout weekends because I got other stuff going on. It's See, but how much fun would it be to where you don't have to play on the on the weekend layouts? You don't have like if you like want if they to. Didn't release the layouts. You can just call somebody like, hey, are you guys gonna play? You gonna you guys gonna play this weekend? Yeah, we'll play this weekend. You mind if I come up and play with you guys? Yeah, okay. Yeah. And you show up, you play paintball, you have fun, sweet. and then you know, in three weeks you have the event and you show up on. Saturday, or whatever, and then you play on Sunday and just play some ten man. You could literally just show up, take take Mondays off, and play ten man. Yeah, fly in Saturday morning and fly out Monday morning, and just win every ten man event. See, you don't have to quit. You can just play ten man. Just play ten man. Maybe I don't know. We'll see. Depends on where life takes me. Yeah. Well, what I know where life's taking me. It depends on what time frame life's taking me there. Well, I'm possibly – I think I'm almost certain that I'm going to be starting a uh, jujitsu class here real soon and be diving into that whole uh, area. I might start dabbling in yoga. Should. You, I think you were talking to me about that, yeah. like hot yoga. Yeah, hot yoga. It's going to be uh, – I don't know. I've heard a lot of good things. I've heard a lot of good things. I know a lot of people really like it. It's 90 minutes, 105 degrees. <laughs> 
I'd try it. That's for yeah. sure. So you gotta like it. It's, it's gonna be hot. It, was, it said bring a change of clothes and shower stuff and a towel and all that because it's you. But I'll be sweating my ass off. Sweating your ass off. I tried that uh, deprivation tank, that uh, the salted tank. Oh, the float. Mm-hmm. That was pretty cool. It was pretty intense. You just float. Dive into your mind. You just float and meta, meta float. Mm-hmm. Ooh, meta float. It was crazy, man. It was. I I really suggest going out there, and I don't even know if you'd be able to fit. Probably not. Cross my legs. It'd be like my hot tub. I can't. I gotta like. I gotta. There's a lot of sacrifice that goes into sitting in a hot tub for me because I have to like decide. Do you want like your? Do you want your nipples to be cold or your nipples? It's your nipples or your knees. Like you gotta pick. Your your knees are icebergs coming off. I slouch and I get like the knees out. And like when I'm because mine has like this bubble lounger, this zero gravity lounger that you mm. lay in. It's got like fifty jets underneath you, and like you float almost. Like I have not water. been in your hot tub yet. You know how nice that would be, like oh, coming home great. from a practice or something, or and like just... hockey tonight. <sighs> yeah, fall asleep in it. Uh, but yeah, that's I like sitting that thing. And you gotta like make a decision, like what yeah. what you want cold. And you just kind of like alternate, especially on. I mean, it's not a big deal in the summertime. You don't worry about it, but like tonight or when I use it when it's. Two degrees out. Oh yeah, it's intense. So nice. And then when you get out, you're like, <sighs> frozen. You instantly just turn to an icicle. You never your, your hair your hair freezes like solid like instantly. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. I'll be out there like wearing a stocking hat in the hot tub so my head doesn't get cold while I'm sitting in it. Dude, that sounds so nice. It's so relaxing. Oh, it's yeah, it's good. Just chilling. You're gonna you're gonna find one day you just gonna come home and I'm gonna be in your hot tub. Like, dude, I had no choice. Wouldn't be the first time. Had no choice. <laughs> well, I know you got to get going, man. So, what time, uh, do, what time do we got? I think it's 5.49, 5 5.50. 5.49. I don't know when you got to leave. I have to leave my house by 6.45. Oh, so you can you can stay here till like 6.30. Yeah, pretty much. What else we got to talk about? Pack bands right there. You need to get some I do have I do have pack bands. Get some still people working with those. Uh, Charm City. Stuff. I Charm City, I got to, I got to meet Mike finally. That was great. I want to get him on the podcast. Mike would be a great. He'd be a good one. Do you know that? I don't know if I told you this, but he came from a uh, Jehovah's Witness yeah. background. Yeah, I'm like broke out, like escaped. He called it a cult, a religious oh, cult. Yeah, hundred percent. I don't know like, too much about it, but we are Jehovah's Witnesses. Have you been saved? Have you been saved, Witness Jehovah? Jehovah. Jehovah. I don't know that much about the, the religion or anything. I know so. they have a kingdom hall in Bowling Green right by the Myers. I used to duck hunt and goose hunt in a field right behind it. There's a place in Toledo I see every once in a while, too. Kingdoms, Kingdom Hall of Jehovah's Witness. But I'm going to get him on to kind of talk to him about He He was telling me how paintball got him out of it, kind of yeah. saved him from it. That's cool. Yeah, he makes sweet headbands. I have two. I have two of his headbands. And a Pac-Man. And a Pac-Man. You know, I've been seeing kind of a surge of uh, of custom bands coming in. Yeah, he's like, been selling. I mean, I think he's been selling a ton of them. They're really cool, too. And they're just really good quality. So I think he does really yeah. well. He's a good dude. Yeah, he's super cool. Loves the game. Loves what he does. You know, he's a uh, a fine... Jeweler. Yeah, a fine jeweler. That's his, like, actual job. I don't know if he's a jeweler or a jewelry designer. I think he's a designer. So, yeah, he does jewelry. I yeah, know that. that's cool. That's a cool gig. I'm sure I'll get to know more once we do that podcast. I got my pack band hanging from my carbon pack. I wore a carbon pack the whole time. 
I was told that we were that our team was difficult to film because we didn't follow the we got that little snippet we got like the 30 seconds on die and that was like the best they could do with all the footage they took because all of us used different loaders and the wrong pack and you like that pack yeah oh yeah carbon pack sweet it'd be awesome if we played m4 pod and then it would be perfect you would it'd be so easy to load you'd never have to worry about it mm-hmm. it would make everything so easy i'm wondering ball. if uh if we're gonna wear any more carbon stuff like we obviously wore the base layers but i wonder if we're gonna i'd love to wear all carbon gear we're let's see we're gi packs and pa- pants and goggles I wonder what it's going to be next year. I, I mean, got the carbon pack, and it's awesome. Sponsorships are always changing. Yeah. Maybe you won't even shoot Planet next year. I don't see that. I see, I see us staying with Planet. You'll be a shooting a shocker. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's all up to Rennick. You never know. I've been, anything's possible. I've been fortunate enough to shoot Planet this entire time. I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't. Like, it's one of those things like relationships get built, and then it's hard to like they don't just go away. You know, well, look at the teams that shoot MacDev, yeah. and look at the teams that shoot the Lux. And... Well, even me personally, have built a relationship with them. Yeah. Just be like, well, you guys can shoot whatever you want, but I'm shooting my LVR. Do you think it's ever going to come to that? I think individual I, I might have asked, like yeah, asked you that before. That's the way hockey works. I thought about that too. I was like, what if what if I make a deal with Die or Planet or MacDev or whatever? And I sign a I sign a decent contract that makes me money, that yeah. I can make a living off of. Am I gonna have teams turn me down because I have a contract like that? If you look at so football, I don't think it really is that way. They all wear, and you can't look at you can't look at any college sports because they get they wear whatever they're forced to wear. Right. By like you know, that school up north has. Michael Jordan or like they wear Nike stuff at Ohio State or like places where Under Armour or like you know whatever but the if you look at like NHL hockey the individual players like the high end individual players have deals mm-hmm. and like one guy have Warrior one guy have CCM stuff on one guy have Bar stuff on and it's all the same like if you look at the Red Wings it's all the same like color and color scheme and everything but it's different brands colorway colorway it's all the same colorway <laughs> But different brands. Yeah. You know, this guy uses, this guy's Warrior, this guy's whatever, Sherwood, this guy's, you know, CCM, this guy's Bauer. And that's his individual endorsement contract with those companies. They're like, oh, well, Zidane Chara, like, we want him using a Warrior stick. He's the slap shot champion of the world. So, but does the team itself have a, uh, a ground level? Probably. Hey, yeah. if you're a rookie coming in. This you is what don't you're have getting. Any kind of deals. This is what you're getting. Yeah, I'm sure, 100. percent And most of the players, that's probably what they're wearing, is the same old same. Like, like, I be, I would want to say it's probably CCM at. I thought it looks like it's CCM at the Red Wings, but it would be surprise me that it wouldn't be like Warrior because Warrior's a Michigan company. Really? Which, yeah, Warrior started out in lacrosse and then branched over into hockey. They make awesome sticks. I use their sticks, and they're, they're so sweet. You have a Char stick, right? Mm-hmm. I have the Chara sticks. The Chara sticks. I literally have, like, Zdeno Chara's sticks. I will crush you. Dish swing very hard, make puck go. Yeah, because you're a left-handed shot, too. Uh-huh. I literally have, like, the sticks that they make for him. But I need that. Yeah. Got the little, got the VI, got the in, the you guys VIP are the same. In. Are you taller than him? 6'9", we're the same. Like... The, his the sticks developed for him are like perfect for me, 
Their eye would actually take them a little. I would prefer them to be a little stiffer, actually, almost. What are but, they? Uh, I think they're like one. They probably flex like one hundred ish, but I think they list at like one hundred seven. But if you if they're extended out, I don't know how much that and that might be a true flex. I don't know what exactly it's listed. Yeah, all depends. Lower flex, I can if I like. I have a stick that I have an eighty five flex warrior that wrist shots come off of just ridiculously hot. Like it's stupid. But then you can't take a slap shot with it. I just bow it right in half and break it. So in your old man league, you can't take slap shots. You can right? take slap shots. Oh, yeah. Can't? As long as nobody's like not people in the way. You can take a slap shot on the goalie. It's full gear and everything. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you don't have to wear full gear. Well, I, I was going to say, I didn't know if guys go out there and, like, you know, sweatpants and. I used to always wear sweatpants under the body. I'm wore, I never wore pants. Like, for a while, I never wore. I didn't wear any pants with it. Are you all geared up? I wear everything but elbow pads and shoulder. Or I wear everything but shoulder pads. I don't need shoulder pads. It's an old fart puck. <laughs> the puck's made of foam. Yeah. No, that's a real puck. But. All right, man. Well, I know we got to do some Christmas shopping. Ooh. Yeah, fun, fun. Very fun. Well, it's 6 o'clock. Yeah, we'll you get go you fight going. the crowds. Yeah. I got to do some Christmas shopping. No, I got to finish it up. I was telling Tiff about what I got. Tashi. She thought it was pretty cool. What did you get? A little secret thing. I got some, like... I don't think she listens to the There's podcast. a company called Personalization Mall, and you can literally... .com, and you can literally personalize, like... There's like a thousand different items you can get on there. Did you get her an extra tall white T-shirt with your face spray no, paintbrushed on it? No, I funny though. Or a uh, you want to talk about funny pictures? It? So I have, I, have, I have this friend. She lives down in Columbus, and she took pictures of I don't know how she did it, but it's like for a Christmas card, and it's of her and her pug, and they're like smashing this pizza, and it looks like there's pizza all over the floor, and it's just I don't know, it's just hilarious. I was like, that's that's like. That's good. I've never done... I get Christmas cards all the time. I'm like, I've never done a Christmas card. You should do one. It'll be fun. Meet, like, Bat, Nash, and Bella, and Tashi, and take a, make a Christmas card and mail it out. I think I'm a little late for this year. Plus, I don't have anybody's addresses, so I don't know where I would send it to. I got email. Send one out on Facebook. I'll send one to Peterson Thermal Clients. I'll just send <laughs> Happy Holidays. Hello. Hello there. Buy stuff. Yeah. Please come call me and buy things. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. And, Mark, we will see you on the flip side. Playing on. Playing on podcast. High five. Later. Out. Woo-dee-woo-woo-woo. It's always a good conversation with uh, with my good friend, Mark Schulte. Uh, guy has a lot of knowledge coming in and, and has a lot of good input, I feel. And uh, him and I have a lot, of really, you know, a lot of good conversations as the season goes on, and uh, and, and I love sitting down with him. But um, but you know, I, I think we brought up some really good points. Um, you know, and with everything that is coming out for uh, for the next season, I think the the most interesting thing is going to be the bunkers, for sure. Uh, I, I don't really I don't really know how much they're going to change, um, if there is going to be any change at all. To uh, to the BPS, to the regulation of the of the paint that you can carry on the field. I'm still voting for the four pod thing, but we'll see. Uh, I mean, it is what it is. We'll, we'll see. So um, so another quick thank you to our sponsors, Dr. Paintball. That's drpaintball.com. Uh, check them out if you're looking at a new marker or new paintball gear or used gear. You can find it all at Dr. Paintball. 
Paintball.com. Also, Charm City Paintball. He has the headgear of the planet. I mean, the, the, the best headgear all over the place. Check him out. Charm City Paintball. He has head wraps. He has headbands. He has pack bands that him and I have, uh, have collaborated with. You can check them out. Charm City Paintball. And if you have any questions, tell him that Carl Markowski referred you. So... Charm City Paintball. Also brought to you by Carbon. And um, like I said, we have the thermal pods. We have backpacks coming out. We have uh, jackets, shorts. Uh, I, you know, in the future, I got some ideas that I wanted them to come out with. We'll see what happens. But um, but make sure you check them out. CarbonPaintball.com. If you have any questions at all about your team or about, uh, about any of the product in general, you can contact myself, Car- Carl at CarbonPaintball.com. And if you know what you want, you just want to go to the website, then you can go to uh, go to checkout and type in capital T-P-O-P for the Playing On Podcast uh, for all the listeners out there, and you'll get 10% off. Pretty sweet. So thank you to Carbon. And last, to Planet Eclipse, the sweetest marker manufacturers on the planet. Pun. <laughs> Um, the LV1 series, the Geo, the CS1 series, the the GTEx, the ETEx, the the uh, the engineering behind everything, and the marketing and the family of guys that is behind it is and gals um, is amazing. It's an amazing company, and uh, I'm very proud and and happy to say that I've been able to work with them over the years. So uh, thank you to all the sponsors, and thank you to all of you, all of the listeners out there. If you guys have any content that you would like me to cover, or if you have any questions in general, um, or if you just want to drop a line and say hi, uh, you can go ahead and do that. Uh, it's uh, my, my Facebook is Carl Microwave Markowski. It's my athlete page. Or you can get a hold of me on Instagram, Carl underscore Markowski, and uh, go ahead and just message me, and I will you know, message as soon as I get it, and uh, I try to be pretty quick on those things, so if you don't hear back from me within four to five days, there's something going on, (laughs) but uh, thank you everybody so much for listening over and over and over again, I cannot say it enough, thank you so much, and uh, we will see you again here soon on the Playing On Podcast, peace, 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 peace.